The following program is intended for mature audiences. It's something about a girl that just makes my head wanna twirl. Oh, hell no! I do it my way. Grandpa's Musical Grandkids. Welcome to Grandpa's Playlist. So take a seat up on Grandpa's knee while Grandpa teaches you all about music. One artist and one album at a time. Now, to a man that needs no introduction, here's the man, the myth, the legend, Grandpa! Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Grandpa here. Welcome to Grandpa's Playlist. Hope everybody's doing well. I know uh, I am for the most part. Still experiencing these freaking headaches, but they're starting to become few and far between. So hopefully this is a sign that eventually they'll just go away. Um, but it's I know it's not the Alzheimer's causing the headaches because I've had the Alzheimer's. I just just the medication so hopefully this thing gets worked out because my goodness they're painful but today i'm just dealing with a small one so it's all good to go now you may be asking yourself self what glorious album has he got for us today well i've decided to go with the 10th studio album from judas priest that was released on March 21st, 1986, called Turbo. That's right, Turbo. Now, there's not a lot to say about this album. As my wife put it, this is a boring album. Um, she only said it's boring because there's not a lot of information on it. So, that's why she said, you know, it's going to make for a boring show. But, there's a lot of good songs on this album. And, I decided, you know what? I did Painkiller. Let's do Turbo. There's other albums I'll do from Priest, but this is just, you know. I got a list, a whole list of stuff that I've got coming up. I mean, I've got some good stuff coming. I mean, I just, you know what, I'm not going to, let's just, not in any particular order, but I'm going to do uh, Rush's 2112, uh, Appetite for Destruction, the debut album from Jackal, The Wall, Tommy, uh, Mr. Biggs, Lean Into It. I mean, there's, you know, Ozzy's Diary of a Man-Man. I've got a lot of stuff uh, coming up. Uh, Freely's Comet. So, you know, I've got like 20 albums. Well, now 19 after I do this one. i got like 19 ready to, not ready to go, 
because I got to record them first, but she's got a lot of research to do and hopefully, you know, they're a little bit more exciting for her, but this one she says was boring. So there you go. But before I get into any specifics about the album, other than I already gave you being the 10th studio album, let's just kick it off with the first track. Uh, the first track is called Turbo Lover, and it's described as being about auto eroticism, an analogy of a motorcycle being used as a euphemism for love. So let's let's get this album kicked off, and here's a little Turbo Lover for you.
Alright, well, that was Turbo Lover. Now, this was not my first Judas Priest album. If I recall correctly, let me look. But I do believe, and I want to get this right, my memory's fading me, so I need to look at the album covers so I can uh, tell you which one was my first. I do believe the first one... Now, okay, let me backtrack for a second. Turbo was the first Judas Priest album I owned. Like I said before, my dad was in the record business, so any record that I wanted, he would get for me. But this was the first one that I owned. I got Turbo was my first album, and then Priest Alive in 87 was my second album, and then I got them, I've been buying them ever since. But the first album that I, that I listened to was through a friend, and it was Screaming for Vengeance. So that was the first album that I heard was Screaming for Vengeance. Um, Electric Eye blew me away, Pain and Pleasure. Anyway, Screaming for Vengeance was the first one that I heard. But I had never asked my dad for it. And then when Turbo came out, I asked for it. Um, and then I went back and got the rest, you know, like British Steel and Defenders of the Faith, stuff like that. But I, but this, so this was the first one that I owned. So that's the reason why I chose this one first to do, um, well, not first, because I did the Jugulator uh, uh, before, but, but that was, I did Jugulator because that album doesn't get any love. Um, and I do love the album. Ripper Owens is a good singer, so I've done that one. But this, for my first one with, uh, um, I'm having a bad memory day today. My first one with Rob Halford, I wanted to go with Turbo. Because it's, like I said, it's my, you know, it's it, it's the first uh, Judas Priest album that I actually got. My dad got me. Um, but not the first one I heard, but the first one I got. So I wanted to go with that. Um, is you know, like I said, when I did, a friend of mine suggested doing Jugulator, and I had always, you know, it, it, it escaped me. You know, I'm going to be honest. It's a good album, and I love it, but I hadn't thought about it in a long time. And when he said, you should do it, and I was like, you know what, damn it, I should. So when I did that one, but then I was like, well, thinking to myself, well, what am I going to do for my second Judas Priest album? I was like, you know what, I should go with the first one. Um, you know the you know the first one that I got my hands on, and that would be Turbo. Um, but Turbo is not now. It's not one of there are some Judas Priest fans out there that put to turn their nose down to Turbo. But we'll get into that a little later. We'll get into that a little later. But it was my first one, so y you always remember your first one. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. But it's, you know, it's uh, Judas Priest have a great collection of albums. And some of them aren't the best. I wasn't a big fan of uh, uh, Nostradamus. I just, I wasn't. Uh, they didn't, it didn't do, it wasn't, the, it wasn't like a total shit show or anything like that. It just, for a concept album, it just didn't resonate with me. But I still, it's in my collection. It's in my collection. You know, I don't want you to think, you know, no. I have all their albums because I love Judas Priest. But, you know, Screaming for Vengeance opened the door for me. You know, it, it showed me, you know, what they were all about. And then I got Turbo, which is a different album, but it's still a good album nonetheless. And now I'm just rambling. I've realized now I'm just rambling. So let's get on 
now that I've explained the history and got and you know got all my words crossed, so yes, Jugulator was done because a friend of mine brought it up, and I thought, you know what, that is a good album. It's one of Judas Priest's. I consider it a hidden one of their uh, lost gems, if you want to call it, because you can't find it anywhere. It's not streaming anywhere. I don't know why. And I said, if you go back, you know, and listen to my Jugulator. You'll see what the speculations are that, you know, it's a licensing thing. Rob Halford doesn't want it to exist. Who knows? The Rob Halford not wanting to exist one, I don't think is right because the other one with Ripper is on there. And then it's like, well, this is the record company, you know, that did that album is no longer here. Whatever the reasoning, you can't find it anywhere. So it's one of those you have to go to like the YouTube or something to find to find the album. I'm lucky enough to have a copy, but you know. And a lot of fans do, even though some of them were disappointed. But I liked it. So, yes, I my first Priest was without Rob. And then this is my first one with Rob. So, it's like, I just, you know, so, I, I'm, I'm having a bad, I'm having a bad day. But I'm not going to stop recording and start over. This is, this, that's the whole point of what I'm doing, you know, to show how Alzheimer's affects people. And I'm not going to stop doing my show because I'm having a bad day. Um, so that's that. So let's get in back into the music. So I played you Turbo Lover. Now it's time to play track two. So here you go. This one is locked in.
All right, well, that was track two, Locked In. Now, I I only have, she only found the one description for the first track, so the rest of the tracks, there's no story behind them. But if you listen to the lyrics, <laughs> you could probably figure out most of it. Now, this was supposed to be part of a double album. It was going to be called Twin Turbos, which would have been half commercial and half more aggressive heavy metal. When the idea was scrapped, it was decided to make Turbo more commercial. And this album's lyrics were more focused on love and romance rather than sci-fi and fantasy like previous Priest albums. So, this explains why there are a lot of catchy tunes on here. I've had people this is I've had people say to me before who aren't metal fans but do like some metal songs. And that would be their their reasoning. Oh yeah, I like I like that song. It's catchy, you know. Like uh, let's take for instance, you know, Metallica's "Ride the Lightning." All right, um, and uh, l- l- let me pick us. Let me let me let me find let me let me Google let me Google the album and uh, give an example. Um, so here's an example of "Ride the Lightning." Um, Fade to Black, some people might say is catchy, but Escape. Escape I is one of those that friends have referred to, like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Metallica, but you know, Escape's a really catchy tune. Or they'll say, oh, I'm not a big fan of it, but uh, Parental Guidance is a catchy tune. So this one is full of catchy tunes, as you would say. So that makes it, that's where the part comes in to where it's the commercial side. Now there's a lot of diehard, you know, freaking lay their lives on the line that if metal is catch if it's metal is commercial or catchy it sucks and i'm not one of those kind of guys you know when i was a kid growing up and you know you had your guys it's like oh man if it doesn't shake the windows and do the chords it's it's false metal man false metal but i didn't care i wasn't that kind of guy because i don't like you know i just i'm just not i think turbo is a fine album even though it is commercial, I have to admit that it does, there are a lot, a lot of the songs on here are pretty popular, even with people who don't like metal or Judas Priest. So I will agree to that. And it opened the door for them to do. I don't know if they did it before, or they did it after. Um, the Johnny Be Good that uh, they did the Johnny Be Good song for the song for the movie Johnny Be Good, the one with uh, Iron Man, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Oh Boy from Dead Zone. Uh, Michael, fucking son of a bitch, can't remember his name. You know what I'm talking about. It was a really, it was a movie about football. It wasn't that good of a movie, but it was okay for an 80s film. So I don't know if Turbo was done before the movie or around the same time. I don't know, but, you know, it, look, I don't care if a band does a commercial album or not, because there's always going to be those that aren't. Like, let's say, take Nostradamus, for instance. That's very, very far away from being commercial. But Kiss has gone commercial, Motley Crue, everybody does a really high commercial likes album, and I'm okay with that, because I just care about the music. If it's catchy, cool. If it's not, cool too. I like every song on this album, okay? Some more than others, but I like this whole album. But I also like, you know, I like every, I like their new stuff, you know, you know, I like, you know, British Steel, you know, so what I'm saying is I just, I don't care about if it's commercially successful or not. 
that's for other types of people to come to a conclusion on their own because I just don't care. For me, I like an album. I like it. That's it. There's, you know, you can, like, I don't like saying anger, but I'm not going to rip it. You know, I'm not going to, okay, I do rip it apart, but that's because I have an issue with Lars. But at the end of the day, I don't rip anybody else apart. If you come to me and you're like, oh man, St. Anger is one of my favorite albums. I'm like, I don't get it, but that's cool with me. Because it's not, it, it, music is a personal taste. It's a personal thing. Just like it's personal for the artist when they they write it and they make it, it's personal for me. So like, you know, when I say, you know, yeah, I like ABBA, and people are like, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? It's like, why you gotta attack me? I like ABBA. Can we just agree that we you don't like it and let's move along? So that's how I am. So, I find this to be a very good album, but I will agree that it is very commercial, but I love it just the same. So with that being said, here's track three, Private Property.
All right, well, that was Private Property, which is the third track on the album, if you're following along at home. Now, you see where I'm getting at, or what people's version of things are about it being commercial. They're all catchy. The next two songs I got for you, I think, are like the, the most, the, the super, the most superest, I don't speak, my English isn't so good anymore. Track four and five are the catchiest of the of all the of all the songs on the album. That's my personal opinion. So they're probably the most what would what's the word? Uh, the, the, the commercial mainstreamish like. Now the ter- going back though to Turbo Lover, I remember the video. I like the music video. It was weird. I don't remember if there was a video for the rest of these songs. I just remember. I just have a recollection of the Turbo Lover video with the little claymation or stop motion whatever the hell it is on the motorcycle and i have a faint recollection of it but that's the only one that i remember so you could send me an email at grandpa the nerd at rabbit and red and tell me you know remind me if you want if if you will remind me if there were any other music videos i i don't know parental guidance may have had a live one I don't know. It, 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 I hate. I hate being old, and I hate having Alzheimer's. I really have to dig deep to 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 find some of these thoughts and memories, and it's 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 it's. Uh, so I don't. Re- but just like I said, I don't remember. I just I just know Turbo Turbo Lover. I do remember that video. I do remember that, but I don't know if there were any other ones. Um, but I hope you guys are enjoying the album so far. It's a very enjoyable album, you know. If this okay, this is how I feel. This is my personal opinion. If this is the first Judas Priest album you ever bought or you ever heard, I can see where you would be disappointed later on when they went back to the way they were and their their sound, you know, really heavy and aggressive. Um, I can get why you'd be like, ah, I'm not really a big fan of these guys. I can see that. I'm not saying everybody who bought Turbo and it was their first Priest album just gave up on them when they're like, oh, they're too heavy. I'm just saying there's probably a big population. Well, I won't say a big. There's probably a small population of people who bought Turbo and it might have been their only priest. Well, might have bought the next one, but then not bought another one ever since because it was too, it wasn't commercial enough for them. Because there are a lot of people out there that like that catchy commercial sound. And I get it. Like me, I just recently did uh, music from The Elder and I think the album is spectacular. But most KISS fans and non-KISS fans thinks it's a crappy album. Yeah, it's got its stinkers on there, but I still think as a whole it's a good album. And that's why I'm saying there's probably a small population of people who bought Turbo and were like, I don't like this other stuff. So I, I feel if you're, I hope, the, in the perfect world, stuff from the 70s and early 80s of Priest would have probably been the best bet for people because then you knew what you were getting into. Um... I always say look back to a band's beginning, except for, except for, uh, uh, damn it. See, I got the band's name in my head, uh, uh, but I don't, I, it takes me a minute to think about it. Um, um, uh, ah, son of a bitch. Ministry. Ministry if you go to their first album, they did things opposite. They did this weird emo type album, and then they did what they're famous for. So they're one of the opposites. Most of the time, I say look at a band's first album, second album, 
and then you could see what kind of band they were. And then over time, they could change their sound and try new things. But at least you'll see what they were. And then sometimes bands go back to the way they were. I mean, Danzig tried the techno thingamajigger with Black Acid Devil and all that. And then he went kind of went back to just playing the regular like he did before. You know, but Ministry, they start off differently. So they're void from my... From my uh, from what I just said, but most bands you can go back and listen to the early stuff and just to see where their roots were. Some go back to the roots, some don't. It depends. It just depends. But with Judas Priest, I feel that if you're a diehard Judas Priest fan, you probably started off with their earlier albums. But I could be wrong because I don't know every person on the face of the planet. I'm just doing this as a judgment call from the people that I do know. So, you know, it could be one of those things. But... I don't have much more information on this, and it's just all about my opinion, and, well, we know deep down inside my opinion doesn't fucking matter. So I'm going to play you two songs in a row going forward here. So here's track four and track five. That would be Parental Guidance, followed by Rock You All Around the World. Enjoy.
All righty. So this album was certified gold less than three months after release and platinum less than a year and a half after release. It was number 33 in the UK and 17 on the Billboard 200. So it did sell a lot of albums. Like I said, you know, I think it probably it did so well because of its commercial feel. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know, you know, if this was done for, you know, like I said, they, they scrapped the two, they scrapped the idea of doing a two disc, which, you know, I understand, you know, time, money, I don't know. But I understand, you know, I don't understand why they didn't go ahead with it and just decided to do the more commercial thing. Um, I think it would have been interesting to see, you know, how it would have done had it done, you know, both. Because I'm there might have been some people who heard Turbo Lover and who were fans, were, but were like, nah, I'm going to skip the album. So I wonder what it would have, its numbers would have been had they gone the route that they originally planned. And part of me thinks maybe deep down inside it was... Uh, more of a a studio, uh, 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 the label's idea. You know, the label was probably like, no, let's just stick to the commercial side. You know, because it's all about money. No one wants a stinker. I mean, the record company had everything removed from, you know, stuff from the elder. They didn't want to have anything to do with the damn thing. So, yeah, labels, I, I am enjoying the way the music scene has changed a little bit, as in people who... Want, they can just go on to YouTube or upload their own stuff to Spotify and they don't need to go through a record label. I'm not a big corporate guy. Yeah, I know corporations are needed to make certain things go and certain things run, but I'm not a big fan of corporate entities. They're greedy. They care about the bottom line. They don't really care about much else. And, you know, I get it. That's the way business is. You got stockholders, but you got to have a soul in there somewhere. You know what I mean? So I can only imagine that this album wasn't done, you know, cost-cutting two by the the label. Well, it'd be cheaper if we just did one, you know. So that's that's why you know I I think it went down the way it did. Um, you know, I'm just assuming. You know, I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room. So maybe it was more of a you know. Uh, I think it was more of the studio's involvement. I think it was, you know, they wanted to cut costs, cut corners. And like I said, I understand it, but I just don't agree with it. And I like how you can, you know, if I was a musician, I could put all my music together, you know, record it the best I could, you know, whether I go rent a studio somewhere and then I could upload it all or a home studio and then just upload it to YouTube and get found that way. Because, you know, but my ups- what upsets me the most is some of these guys who are really good who start off doing it themselves and they get a lot of fans but then a le- record label comes excuse me a record label comes along and is like hey we like what you're doing oh uh, you want to sign yeah yeah I'll sign it's like sometimes I get it you want to make money but sometimes I feel like some of these guys should hold out you know let me do another YouTube album and see if they come with more money or if it was a fluke I don't know I I get it I get it. If someone came to me tomorrow and said, hey, you want to do a radio show here on your local radio station? I probably would want to do it. But then again, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I like doing it this way. Because I don't want someone telling me what I got to do and what I don't have to do. At least doing it this way. If I have a bad episode, like earlier when I was rambling and having a hard time with my thoughts and stuff, it's it's who I am. you know. So if you don't like who I am, then you just won't listen. But 
you know, I don't want to. It makes me think that if a stu- if a uh, if a if a radio station did ask me to do it, that I'd be like, well, you know, do I have con- complete one hundred percent control? Well, no. We'll have t- this, that, and the other. I might say no. It's not all. Money is important, but money isn't everything. You know, I'm one of those. As long as I can pay my bills, keep the lights on, keep the house from you know being taken from me. I don't need anything else. I like having the other things. You know, I like having this computer. I like having, you know, movies. I like having video games. But I don't need them. I don't need them. So, obviously, okay, I will admit I need the internet. You got to have the internet. Because that's where you're, you know, I need some kind of entertainment. If I didn't have all the video games and movies, I'd still need the internet because that's where you get entertainment. Or am I going to watch a bunch of strangers fight over stupid shit? I mean, I nowhere. I'm not gonna. I can't go to Walmart and watch strangers fight over stupid shit. But I can go on Facebook and watch strangers fight because they fight over the stupidest stuff. I just, woo! It's entertaining. It's entertaining as hell. I just don't give a fuck about anything. Oh, Biden this. I don't like Biden. Oh, Trump this. I don't like Trump. I don't like none of those motherfuckers. Anybody right now walking the face of the earth who's a politician, an elected official. In the, in the area of Washington, D.C., I don't give two fucks about any of them. I don't care. I don't care. I never cared. Dying doesn't have anything to do with it. I just never fucking cared. I just don't give a rat's ass. I care about the Constitution. That's about it. Don't trample on my rights. And no, I'm not one of those that runs around, but what about my rights? What about my rights? I know how it works. You say You have the freedom to say anything you want. You just also can be punished for it. Doesn't mean you didn't have the right to say it. You know, it's called consequences. But I see people arguing about shit all the time. It's like, oh my goodness, who cares? Somebody ruffles your feathers. Who cares? Put on your big boy pants and move along. Somebody calls me fat and stupid. I am fat and stupid. Why am I going to let my hair... If you... uh, Hey, if you come into a Facebook chat and you're like, dude, you are like the smartest, most intelligent guy I've ever seen. I'm going to fight with you because you're an idiot. You know what I'm saying? That that that'll get me to fight cuz don't be lying about me. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I just I just don't like fighting with people. I don't understand why people like fighting and you know, I just I just I do my thing, you know. So if you don't, you know, you don't like something, you don't like it. Is there other stuff that I have in common with you? Yeah. Okay, well then we can probably still be friends, but you know, I don't have anything to do with your politics, your religion, keep that to yourself, but if you want to talk music, video games, movies, Porn, wife swapping, whatever the fuck you're into, we could talk about that shit. But politics, religion, no thank you. No thank you. I have a few friends that I can talk about politics with and religion with. But it's usually, you know, not to the effect that, you know, we're, we're good friends and, you know, we have our agreements and our disagreements. But at the end of the day, you know, who cares? We don't care because we still have, you know, we still get along with everything else. So there you go. There's my rant for the day. There is my grandpa's rant for the day um i doubt i'll rant again but who knows i'm a weirdo so let's get on with track six which is out in the cold and track seven which is wild nights hot and crazy days check these out
All right. Well, that was Out in the Cold, followed by Wild Nights, Hot and Crazy Days. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, if you compare this to an album like Painkiller, you can see the difference. Um, and and they weren't that far apart. You know, you had Turbo in '86, and then you had Painkiller in '90. So, you know, you can see where, you know, I feel they're total opposites. And that's why, you know, like I said, I feel Turbo is probably the... Because it went platinum, you know. But, like, Painkiller didn't go platinum. It only went gold. Ram It Down only went gold. Um, And then after that, Jugulator, a lot of their stuff didn't do anything. Nostradamus, they haven't won... Uh, a gold or a platinum in a very long time. The last one was Painkiller. It went in gold. And all their stuff before that was, you know, Rock and Roller didn't, Sad Wings of Destiny didn't, Sin After Sin went gold, Stained Class went gold, Killing Machine went gold, British Steel went platinum. You know, you can see the where they were that big chunk of popularity and then it just died off. Um, I think... Uh, but you can see, like, with, with the difference between Turbo and Painkiller. I'm probably going to do Painkiller eventually, but since I have 20 already, that's 20 weeks. That's almost, almost you know, half the year already. So maybe sometime next year I can, I'll can i do Painkiller. I don't know. As it stands now, I have no idea. Like I said, I have, I have my list here of stuff that I'm going to do. And there was 20 of them, and this, after this one it makes 19. And, you know, I've got some stuff on here... That people might be like, why'd you pick that? And I don't know. I'll explain when I do the episode. But anyway. But yeah, listen. When I do Painkiller, you should, even if you, don't even wait. Just grab a copy of Painkiller and listen to it after you've listened to this. And you'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I'm saying this was, it went platinum quick. Because it was a very, very popular, you know, it was very commercial. And like I said, I, I'm not upset about the album going, being, you know, heavily commercial. I'm fine with it because, you know, I don't care. But now, despite the success of the album, <clears throat> Halford describes it as the love-hate Judas Priest album. He finds the lyrics subpar, citing his alcohol and substance abuse, taking a toll on his writing. I wouldn't be that harsh on it. I don't think, like, Wild Nights, Hot and Crazy Days is a little weird feeling, doesn't flow. You know, the music's fine, but his love, it is weird. It doesn't flow, flow like I would like a song to flow, for me personally. But I think he's a little harsh on himself, you know. the, the These aren't shitty lyrics by all, by any stretch of the imagination. They're very, it's a very good album. So, all I know is, he, he's just being hard on himself. I know he was going through some stuff. We all know, I'm not going to get into it, we all know what was going on with Rob, and, you know, and I, hey, look, if he had to keep a secret like that, I'm sure, you know, that's, the the drugs and the alcohol were his means of escaping, you know, him hiding everything. So, you know, if that's, I'm not the writer. I like what I hear, but he's the, he's the man, he knows. If he feels that they're subpar... I guess, you know, you go with it. I just, like I said, I feel he's being a little too hard on himself because of what was going on back then. But, you know, it's his life, you know. 
he, he knows it more than I do. I'm just an observer. You know, I got to anything that goes on outside of my home. I'm just an observer. You know, I got to speculate. Oh, why did so and so leave the t- this TV series? Um, I'm going to speculate here because I don't know. And until someone comes out and tells you, usually you're told right away in this day and age, you know, back in the eighties, when someone would leave a TV show, you were like, what? You had to wait for the people magazine or the time life, uh, uh, interview or the playboy interview because you, there was no internet. We didn't know. So nowadays, at least when someone leaves, you know, they're leaving before they kind of spoil it for you. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, next month is the last episode with so-and-so in it. Like, uh, really? You couldn't just let him disappear and then tell us he was, you know, why he left? But So, no, everything jumps the gun now. You know, people get mad at us, people who do reviews and stuff on the Internet. Be careful what you do. You might spoil it. Hollywood spoils their own thing. You know, nowadays, all the good stuff's in the trailer. Hey, you know that? You know it's true. You know it's true. All the good stuff's in the trailer. So... And then you get something like, you know, the uh, the Infinity series of the Avengers films where they put stuff in the trailer that wasn't even in the movie. They really throw you off. So, you know, I, I don't think Rob Halford did a bad job on the lyrics on this album. There's, you know, there's a few questionable ones, but as a whole, I think it's a good album. So anyway, that's all the information I got. So let's move on to the last two tracks, which is track eight, Hot Lo- Hot for Love. Not Hot Love, that's Twisted Sister. Hot for Love and Reckless. So enjoy these two songs and I shall return.
All right. Well, that was the 1986 release of Turbo from Judas Priest. I hope, I hope that you guys liked it. I know, like I said, it's not the, a lot of people are not big fans of the album, but I think it's a great one. And, okay, I maybe I'm overexerting. It's a good one. It's not great by any stretch. The Painkiller is a great album. But, I'm okay with it. I'm okay that it didn't do too well. Because I'm a Judas Priest fan. And it wasn't a disappointment. It wasn't like St. Anger. St. Anger disappointed me. It's got qualities, but it, it disappointed me. That album didn't disappoint me. Nostradamus, on the other hand, disappointed me. But, like I said, a band's not going to make you happy every second of the day. There's going to be there's going to be songs that your band, that your favorite bands do, and you're going to be like, what? So, you know, this might be, for the diehard up to this point, up you know, from their first album all the way to Turbo. Turbo might be some of the diehard first-time fans of theirs being like, eh. And they had to wait until Painkiller to really get back to the, you know, oh, yeah! So, you know, it's it's an acquired taste. But I think people from different walks of life gravitated towards Turbo. And then after that, back to Painkiller, then it was just their diehards. It's just the way I observe things. Like I said, I have to go by what I've seen. You know, I still see people on Facebook talk about how, oh, Turbo is okay. Oh, it's mediocre at best. So, like I said, you know, I just go by what I see. Um, and with that, we're done. I know I've had a bad, uh, it's a bad day for me today. But like I said, you know, having the Alzheimer's, I want everything. I still want to do this show. I still want to be out there, but it also is a good example of what somebody goes through with Alzheimer's. I, I'm not going to hide from it, you know what I mean? I'm just going to go out there and keep doing my thing, and if I have some crappy episodes, all I can do is apologize to you guys and hope you hope you listen to the next one. But yeah, a little bit of a bad, bad, bad brain day today. So, But like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. Now I'm going to play you a random song, and that's going to be the end of it. So, um... Today's random song is really short, just a little, a little under three minutes, from Jessica Harper. Um, and this song is called "Special to Me," which was Phoenix's audition song from the album "Phantom of Paradise," which was also a movie. Which I might actually do this album one day because I did Rocky Horror Picture Show. Why not do this one? And I think this movie. I love Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I think Phantom of Paradise is a little bit better. That's just me. Don't boo me yet. Don't hate on me, because it ain't worth it. But I do believe it's a little bit better. So anyway, here's Special to Me from Phoenix. And uh, I appreciate you guys sticking around. Um, I love every single one of you. You can reach me at Grandpa the Nerd at rabbitandredradio.com. That's Grandpa the Nerd at rabbitandredradio.com. Can also buy merch that will go towards my cremation fund at grandpas-playlist.com. That's grandpas-playlist.com. 
Every other Thursday, you can find me and my good buddy Murray on Rabbit and Red Radio and Rumble, Neighbors Talking Shit. Um, it's on the Rabbit and Red Radio YouTube channel. It's also on the Rabbit and Red Radio... No, it's on the Neighbors Who Talk Shit on Rumble. It's also on Grandpa the Nerd's Rumble channel. So there's three places to catch it. So you have no excuse not to watch it. It's called Neighbors Talking Shit. And uh, with that being said, I'm working on some new stuff with V. Well, I'm trying to get something together with V to have another show on Rabbit and Red. But, you know, it's difficult to try to figure out what you want to do. So anyway, I love you guys. And until next time, I'm Grandpa the Nerd. And here's the random song of the... Uh, I was going to... Random song of the night. Here you go. simple feeling I thought I knew you but I didn't know you at all Trapped inside your world of worry You miss so much when you always hurry Well slow down baby You'll only get hurt if you fall Well you told me one time that you'd be somebody that you weren't working just to survive But you're working so hard that you don't even know you're alive Working so hard to be somebody special Not working just to survive Well, you're special to me, babe And what I don't see, babe Is where you go once you arrive Where we go once we arrive Possession until your pipe dreams become obsessions. They scare me, baby, and we should have nothing to fear. I'm no child, but I can't help wonder. It seems like some kind of spell you're under. You're listening, baby, but somehow you don't really hear. Well, you told me one time that you'd be somebody that you But you're working so hard that you don't even know you're alive Working so hard to be somebody special Not working just to survive Well, you're special to me, baby What I don't see, baby Where we go once we arrive Where we go once you
for listening to Grandpa's Playlist. Tune in next time for another great episode of Grandpa's Playlist. And be sure to subscribe and share this show with your friends and family. Because if you don't, Grandpa will know. Believe me, he'll know. <laughs>